I invite you to stand for our gospel reading today from Matthew 21, verses 1 through 11. When they had come near Jerusalem and had reached Bethphage at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go into the village ahead of you, and immediately you will find a donkey and a colt with her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, just say this, The Lord needs them, and he will send them immediately. This took place to fulfill what had been spoken through the prophet, saying, Tell the daughter of Zion, Look, your king is coming to you, humble, and mounted on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them. They brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. A very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. The crowds that went ahead of him and followed were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David! Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord! Hosanna in the highest heaven! When he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was in turmoil, asking, Who is this? The crowds were saying, this is the prophet Jesus from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Amen. You may be seated. I arrived here a few minutes ago mildly discombobulated and to just have to share what, what happened to me earlier this morning. Melinda and Michaela left to come and practice music and I was sitting doing Bible study on the couch in my living room. And, and I do that with, with, with shooting ear protection on so that if a helicopter lands in my backyard, it doesn't bother me when I'm reading. Um, so if the kids are running around, it doesn't bother me if I'm reading. So I took that off, getting ready to come to church, and all of a sudden I hear these steps coming up from the basement, I hear someone coming upstairs. And I think to myself, well, Enrique has spent the night with someone, and he's just, he's just coming back, and so I'm prepared to talk to Enrique, and the door opens from the basement into my living room, and I'm about to say something to Enrique, but it's not Enrique. It is this giant, muscular bulldog who turns and looks at me in my living room and takes off running around the first floor of the house. So, just a reminder that it is Holy Week. We have our uh, Holy Week cantata at the 1115 service today. Uh, each day this week, if you've got a bulletin, I have given you Holy Week readings from the lectionary, and I invite you to, to reflect on those with me as you read them throughout the week. We have a Tenebrae service on Thursday evening at 7, and then on uh, Sunday mor or Saturday we have the Easter egg hunt, and, and Sunday morning we have a Sunrise service out at the crosses on that end of the property. And Ben Selby is actually going to be speaking at our sunrise service um, out at the crosses. And then we will have our normal 9 o'clock and 11.15 Easter services. So there's a lot going on this week. 
and hopefully you and I can both keep the bulldogs out. I invite you to bow with me in prayer. Oh Lord, use your servant's lips, your people's ears and hearts, that as they are joined together today, the seed of your word might be planted and brought forth with a resurrection joy. Amen and amen. A brief tour through the history of Israel. A thousand BC, nice how that happens, the kingdom of David, the united kingdom where north and the south are together, David and Solomon rule over the United Kingdom, and then in 920, after Solomon's reign, the north and the south break apart. And then from that point on, we have the divided kingdom. Those of you who have gotten all the way to First and Second Kings and First and Second Chronicles, you, you know that there's a kingdom of, of Judah in the south and Israel in the north, and that continues on until 721. In 721 BC, the northern kingdom is eaten up, gobbled up, gone, really never to rise again after the Assyrian army comes in and takes over it. But the southern kingdom continues on until 586 BC, when the southern kingdom falls to Babylon. Now, when the southern kingdom falls to Babylon, many of the residents of Jerusalem and Judah were sent off to various parts of Babylon. We know this because the Babylonians love to keep lists. And before 586 BC, the lists of people in towns didn't contain names that ended with Yah. Yah is the shortened form of Yahweh, the name of Israel's God. So we have names such as Jeremiah, Isaiah. All of those Yah endings of names are, are Israelite names. They show that someone is, is a worshiper of the Israelite God, or at least has had some kind of contact with the Israelite God. And so after 586, we start getting these these. Yahwistic names, these names that show they are from the people of Israel, the southern kingdom that have gone all over the place in the Babylonian empire. And then something remarkable happens. They have scattered, they've gone all over the Babylonian empire, but in, in 538, 537, we start to get a return. The Babylonian empire becomes the Persian Empire. Darius the Mede says to those people who have, who have been sent all over the Babylonian Empire, it's okay for you to go home now. And some of them absolutely chose to go home. Now, others, after being there for half of a century, chose to stay in the places where they were. The names continue on in, in various places, but, but there is this return to Jerusalem in 538 and 537 BC. And with this return, as these people who've been gone for half a century come back to the city of their birth, to the city that they knew years and years ago, they find it in ruins. The temple, the place where they worshipped, was, was torn to the ground. The city that had been this beautiful walled city for protection, 
the walls have been broken down. And so they come back, they come back to this holy city of Jerusalem and find it in pieces, just a fragment of what they have known before. But there is this expectation. There is this expectation that God is going to do something. Now, if you've gotten in your reading plan to Ezra and Nehemiah, you know that Ezra is the scribe, Nehemiah is the governor, and they come to try to, try to put things back together again. But as they are coming, attempting to put things back together again, one of the people who shows up in Jerusalem, in the time of Ezra and Nehemiah, in the time of this coming back, one of the people who shows up is the prophet Zechariah. And Zechariah begins to speak of this ruler of God's people who is going to come to Jerusalem to set that which is broken right again. To set those people who have become hopeless back on the path to hope again. And this character, Zechariah, who shows up, says this. Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion. Zion, another name for Jerusalem. Shout aloud, O daughter Jerusalem. Lo, your king comes to you. Triumphant and victorious is he. Humble. And riding on a donkey. On a colt. The foal of a donkey. As Jesus enters... On this donkey, on Palm Sunday, here is the implication. The implication is that what God's people have waited for has come. The implication is that God's definitive act among his people in this holy city has come to a climax. What people have been waiting for is now before them. Earlier, Darren read from Psalm 118. It's a psalm that the people of Israel, the people of Judah would have known. The Lord is God and he has given us light. Bind the festal procession with branches up to the horns of the altar. The psalmist looks for this procession involving branches entering into Jerusalem as the people proclaim, God, save us. Again, as Darren read in Psalm 118, 25, Save us, we beseech you, O Lord. O Lord, we beseech you, give us success. Now, the word save us, please, in Hebrew, is Hoshiana, which we know as the cry, the cry of Palm Sunday as Jesus enters on the donkey, Hosanna, Hosanna, blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. As he enters, 
they cry out, God save us. God save us. Here again, the gospel message. Tell the daughter of Zion, look, your king is coming to you, humble and mounted on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. The disciples went and did as Jesus had directed them, and they brought the donkey and the colt and put their cloaks on them, and he sat on them. And a very large crowd spread their cloaks on the road, and others cut branches from the trees and spread them on the road. And the crowds that went ahead of him and that followed him were shouting, Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. And when he entered Jerusalem, the whole city was asking questions. They were in turmoil and tumult. They were saying, who is this? Dear friends, this is the expected Messiah. Dear friends, this is the one who takes brokenness and makes it whole. This is the one who hears the confession of your guilt and your shame and your sin. And says, you are mine. My blood has cleansed you from every sin. This is the one who shows us that God has answered our prayers. God has answered our prayers by sending the one who shows us what it means to live. What it means to die. And how following our living and dying, we will rise according to the pattern of Christ. As Jesus is the first fruits of those who have absolutely and positively defeated death, so too we will follow in his mold. He is the one who meets our expectations, who pardons our offenses, who teaches us the words of life, who embraces us and draws us into the life of the Trinity, who says to us, you are mine, you are holy, and who offers himself to show us that we are his And he will make us new. Dear friends, the man on the donkey is the long-expected king. The one who rides into Jerusalem is the one who is prepared to give me, to give you life, and life everlasting. Receive him and cry out, Hosanna, Lord save me. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.